0: Welcome to the I Am Sexy podcast, I'm your host Ray and this is a safe space where being vulnerable is the norm and sexy does not equal skinny. I'm here to remind you that beauty begins within, that life is just one big beautiful mess and that you more than anyone else are worthy of your own love. We're going to equip and empower you to dig deep and find your sexy because sister, you are worth it and you are stunning. Hey babe, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the I Am Sexy podcast. If you haven't already, I would love it if you would leave a review and make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss an episode these are what help get the podcast out there so that i can continue to serve women just like you i love this tribe and i would love to connect with you so come find me over on instagram at IAmSexyTP. share your screenshots of this episode and let me know what you think and before we dive into today's guest i just want to say thank you for tuning in for your support and for sharing this i'm so grateful Guys, today I am chatting with the incredible Shani Chantel, the beautiful babe behind the girl code underscore by Shani on Insta. Shani is an absolute boss babe when it comes to living real. She's a mama and a wife and her life mission is to help women transform the way that they think about themselves and others by educating and inspiring them to fully step into their deepest, realist, rawest and fully unedited, unapologetic versions of themselves. She's amazing. I just love this woman. She doesn't just do this by dishing out the tips and tricks. She's not a one-quote wonder. She does it by showing up and being 100% vulnerable. This is one of the things that I just adore about Shan. Shan. What you see is what you get. She's 100% real and raw and authentic, and she doesn't shy away from the good, the bad, or the freaking insanity that is life. And she owns her story with so much self-love and acceptance. I'm so excited about today's chat. So let's jump straight in. Firstly, thanks so much for chatting with me. I'm I've been hanging for this. I'm so excited. Yeah, likewise question that I ask all of my guests is underwear are you wearing
1: do you know what I love that question I am wearing I should probably get up and show you no I will show you I don't do you use the footage
0: do you actually sometimes I'll cut it for like um IGTV but I (laughs)
1: haven't um no so I'm wearing everyday lingerie coat and I have to just yeah have you do you have any I've heard of them. I haven't. So bomb. Mm, um, so I was lucky enough to be um a part of their recent shoot mm. and I have, you know, brands have to really align with me because it's all exciting to get offers from brands and but and you know, I guess having mm. a bit of a platform, you know, it's really cool to like share with people that oh look at me, I'm working with this yeah. brand. But it has to align with you. And so when um I reached out about um Sort of, it was like a little mini audition type of vibe and you just had to go in, like an interview really, and just talk about, they didn't care what your body looked like, but they were just like, what, um, why? Like, why do you want to do this? And so my thing was like, they have this really thick band. I think it's bamboo. I'm not sure exactly Mm -hmm. what the underwear is made out of, but it's really thick band along the top. And it is like an instant um, tummy tuck. And I love it, nice. but it's not where you can't breathe, you know? So I feel that like all my jeans fit me so differently when I wear them. And also I have this major thing about like calling underwear under armour because I feel like if you're comfortable <laughs> that way and you're not, you're trying to do something without, you, oh. like life is tricky. You don't need to go through it with a wedgie, yeah? So it's, <laughs> like, if the I'm right, putting that in quotation you can, marks. <laughs> you can literally go oh. anything. So I was like, yeah, I'm going. And I have had the best time. And it's so funny that like I'm working with a number of underwear brands right now. Yeah. And I can honestly say that these are all no wedgie vibes here. And I'm like, <laughs> these are so good. And yeah, so that's, I'm rocking everyday lingerie and they're just so bomb. Amazing. Great. What color are they? Wait. <laughs> I have a whole range. The beauty of working with underwear brands is like you get a shitload and you don't have to buy the underwear and it's like the one thing that you always don't want to buy. You're like, no, I could have this ratty ass hair for a bit longer. But I'm just like, It's so funny you say that. I
0: literally went to Target yesterday to stock up on jocks and undies for me and my husband. I was thinking of you and I was like, I need Shani's life that I never have to buy underwear again. I'm like, I
1: just need implants. That's it. I'm going to, my next IGTV, <laughs> I might yes. I'll try and get there, but I want to just do like a comfy underwear segment and yes. I will probably call it no wedgie zone or something <laughs> like that. But I think I'm wearing the gray ones if I'm correct.
0: Great. <laughs> awesome. So funny. Isn't <laughs> it funny? how like your underwear. I used to, um, have you heard of Intimo? No. Intimo Laundry. So they, they're a direct selling company. Okay. Um, so basically like they're known for like in home parties and that sort of stuff. But I discovered sense. them because I have huge boobs and yeah. they do a fitting service literally in your own home, in your like in your bedroom, like and yeah. you try on your bras and stuff and then you get them delivered in the custom service, the whole thing. I rave about it. And yeah. they're the most comfortable bras and underwear I I've ever worn in my life. And they last <laughs> few years.
1: Yeah. It's so crazy that like, it changes your whole world. Amazing. If, like, if, <laughs> and I just, <laughs> 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 so now. we're like undies, undies.
0: <laughs> but I literally got to the point where like, I had two bras of theirs that I had worn to death and they yeah. just looked like crap under my clothes. <laughs> I felt like crap. And I was like, babe, I'm really sorry. I have to go and spend at least yeah. $200 and get some bras cause I'm dying. Yeah. Yeah. And so and being up here, people up here, like up in Newcastle, people love intro. In Melbourne, there's so much like access to so many other brands. It's like yeah. um, but up here people love it. So I was like, I'm just gonna throw a party, I'll invite the guys from work and the guys from church and whatever. Yeah. And, um, I got like I think four or five new pairs for next to nothing. And oh my goodness I'm just like I feel like a new person I'm so happy about and I literally it. I just walk around the house with my bras and undies and I'm like I look like a freaking rock star and I am yeah. I'm done no, I'm I, don't need, I don't need clothes oh work zoom meeting gonna put it on top you're like but <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm wearing no pants right now and it's, just, <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's so time. good it's so yeah. good but the power of underwear like I always would – someone would say to me, like, you need to get your underwear right because your clothing will just feel – it doesn't matter what you wear if your underwear is right. And I'm like, whatever. And now I'm like, what's your underwear like? Don't care what's on top. What do you look like in
1: your underwear? How do you feel? (laughs) I swear by it because after having Angel, I just had stuff Mm. hanging out every – like, it was a weird. I didn't know how to dress my body yet. My body changed so drastically. And so I was always, like, after something that – I don't know just that like I don't care I'm not uh, too stressed about muffin top and all mm-hmm. those things like, but it's the way it feels when you're just mm-hmm. that uncomfortable yeah. you end up not going out at all because you're like trying on 10 different outfits it's actually <laughs> your underwear and bra that sucks so it's pretty crazy yeah. you you've just tried
0: figure co hey
1: yes so Good. um yeah no, I have to say I haven't tried them on yet because I've yeah. got a mountain of content that I'm <laughs> like dealing with and if you know need to know anything about me it's that I'm so not tech savvy like <laughs> I've wanted to start a podcast for the last 10 years of my life but because I don't know how to edit it I'm like nah I just know uh, so, so um, okay, yeah so
0: yeah. I'm like I'm like I'm not I'm not techie I'm not talking about this my husband's no. like set me up a few little things they're like yeah. super easy little things and I just edit all of my stuff and then Brooke Lindsay gave me the most incredible <gasps> hosting platform and i was like oh,
1: you just made my life so much easier isn't she?" i amazing? love that we're having conversation like there's names that like you know obviously talking yeah. about jesse Brooke, and like it's so funny how this type of co- there's actually a real life community takes yeah. them out of the instagram world like and yeah. it's, it's so crazy yeah. but um yes back to figure co i beautiful Jules sent me a box of figure co and i'm really mm-hmm. excited to try them but they really thin as well, which I love because I've had shapewear in the past mm. that I don't really live in shapewear. Like some people have to wear it with every outfit, but I feel like sometimes it's just something that you want to wear and you just want to feel good. So again, yeah. like your underwear. So I'm really excited to try it, but I'll let you know when I do. <laughs>
0: yeah, I do. I love Jules. I actually, I've approached her to come on the podcast because
1: I am so it, all over what she's doing, doing with Vigico.
0: Oh yeah. She's amazing. I,
1: she's just, really powerful person and Mm. i think too like she's just got a beautiful platform beautiful voice and you know just so genuine yeah and she's so down to earth as well Mm. like even in our chats like back and forth about sending me the stuff like just so down to it was like talking to like my best mates like it was pretty cool isn't it interesting too
0: where somebody could have a whole team doing that you're talking to her yeah
1: amazing yeah it's so and awesome I, I love I have that friends that are so out of touch with like actually and you know you do feel like another yeah. number but for her to be in her inbox is pretty epic uh,
0: yeah really cool. that's awesome yeah um next question what is your definition of sexy
1: oh I purposely I I skimmed over your questions so I was like I'm not going to get into them too much because I like to think off the top of my yep. head I feel like that's a, a something okay. that I'm pretty good at survival mode so I feel like <laughs> that also leads into thinking really quick um I guess my for me my definition of sexy would probably just be like really probably loving yourself from within and I'm not talking like, you know, looking in the mirror and kind of loving your, you know, your love handles or your back rolls or whatever, like actually getting inside of your mind and doing the work. And then, mm. you know, cause we constantly hear that phrase of like doing the work. And I air quote that because mm. people are like, what is that? Like, if you don't know how to get into that train of thought or how to even begin, but it's like loving yourself unconditionally in the sense of like, appreciating the fact that you know how to get in the thought process of not punishing yourself when you think a certain way or act a certain way and just like slowly, um, I guess mending that relationship with yourself, and so I think that like even now, like six months ago, if you asked me, did I feel sexy? It would be a hell no because I was in such a different mindset, and it's probably taken more than six months. Um, but yeah, I think that if you can feel sexy within, like, I feel like having your mind right is sexy because then you mm-hmm. can, feel and then you can actually ooze sexy, and you know that's that's epic. I think that that's yeah.
0: i love that hey i realized the other day when um i don't know who i was talking to but they were like we were talking about the whole idea of sexy and they were like but do you feel it and i like is it a physical thing or is it something that you feel about yourself and i'm like well i love who i am that's who it was i was talking to ting um i was like i love who i am and you could give me anybody else and i can guarantee you that i would sit there and go yeah, like there might be some things about them that I would love to embody, but I wouldn't yeah. trade me for them at all and
1: no. I
0: love it. I love me as a person and I love my strengths yep. and my weaknesses. And for me that was like, that made me feel sexy and I struggled yeah. with the idea of, like, yeah, I could feel sexy. I actually don't yeah. think I could feel sexy if I didn't love who
1: I was. No, because putting on a pair of, like, a nice lingerie or something doesn't necessarily mean sexy. If your mind's not right with who you are, then you cannot mm. possibly feel sexy in that bit of yeah. lingerie or those tight jeans or whatever yeah. it is that it is you think makes you feel sexy and mm. it's funny because my husband and I are going through a really rocky patch and I've been talking about it quite openly because it's such I an thought- experience
0: mm. and
1: it's been it's been something that you know um, having absolutely no sex life right now has been so interesting how I actually am feeling more sexy than ever um, yet my body's complete like I these three years of being a mum has aged me like it's <laughs> tremendous and when i say that i mean age parts of my body like my knees and my feet i've been a dancer my whole life and i've realized how much carrying that baby weight um has changed the way that i am Mm. and so anyway coming back to having absolutely no sex life and i talk about that so openly because it's so funny that like having no sex life for the last maybe six months it's probably the the time that I felt the most sexiest because I've had that opportunity to completely connect with myself, whether that's Mm. self-pleasure or looking at myself in the mirror in a certain outfit or, you know, whatever that looks like, I've been able to connect with that. And also still trying to understand that I can believe myself or what I'm telling myself. If I think something looks good and I say it, then that's how I feel about it. So it gives me Power to have control of what is sexy for me, mm. and that's like that's major key. So, yeah,
0: I love that you're talking about that because I think it can be so hard, especially in relationships where we're going through things that could be really affecting. Like, I know for me, when my marriage goes through stuff, I'm just like, yeah, I don't feel sexy, I don't feel connected, I don't feel in yeah. touch with my husband or with myself. Like, I, it sort of starts yeah. to feel really numb. I think, yeah. It's really cool to hear that like, it's been a space where it's like, well, this is a time where I get to come back to me and I get to to build on that. And um, yeah, I love that. Thank you for being so open about that too. I have seen that on your stories and stuff and just, I appreciate vulnerability and openness.
1: Yeah me too um, so much I've learned and the reason I do that is because when other people have done it that are, are people that are really open and talking mm-hmm. about life whatever it is it might not be marriage or sex or anything but it's mm-hmm. something that I've connected to and then put that into play with my own life I've changed as a person so much through social media and for the better and the mm-hmm. good because I've got to see and stand back like watch other people be vulnerable in situations where they didn't have to be mm-hmm. showing that to the world and then when they have it's absolutely bought out of power in me, and like mm. you're talking about no bullshit approach but with kindness, yeah. And it's crazy, like, absolutely yeah. changed. Life. and so I'll continue it's a process being that vulnerable though because yep. it's like you're the one that has to get offline and then go and deal with your own self yeah and um for you sure. know and there's that backlash of like why did I say that the whole world doesn't need to know but then you've got an inbox full of people that are like man you've like you changed my life like you've actually mm-hmm. and that's epic like that's the shit I yeah. live for I'm yeah. no longer trying Absolutely. to you know, um, fit into the status quo within my marriage or my life or whatever it is being a mum yeah. because that shit doesn't work for me. And when I've done that, I've been super unhappy. So I have to remain vulnerable and open so that I can keep feeding myself and mm. keep, you know, keep teaching myself. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. There's so much power in... It's funny, I was watching
0: something and there was a line in it and he said, there's so much power in giving people permission to be second. As in speaking first so that you don't like, you know, there's nothing harder than being in a group and being the first person to speak up, but actually going, I'll go first so that you can go second. People are suddenly like, Oh, you can share. I can share. And I've just seen that so much as well. Like the power to go, Oh, cool. Somebody else is talking about some hard crap. I can talk about what's going on for me or just giving people permission to be real is so awesome it's so empowering for for you and for
1: them for everyone it's insane how much it changes your life but like the people around you as well and how heavily Mm. it affects other people of like just remembering that time when they're going through something hard or vulnerable or you know they're trying to be open about it and they you know they might have that memory of you going yeah you can do it like you can do Mm. it and if that's our family or friends it's not powerful enough for us to do that so it's really mm. important that other people open up and it's not about you being the message like you're just the messenger and if you can pass that on and show that maybe mm. they won't remember you saying that but they might remember that feeling and that feeling is what's going to keep people going and that's absolutely. enough for me like that's than yeah. well enough yeah
0: absolutely so what's the shanny story
1: like, <laughs> you know you I turn up
0: of the you, start, you turn off on Instagram and social media
1: and it's like, I get what this person's about. Who the hell are they? Where do they come from? Yeah. What do they do? Like, <laughs> And it's so crazy. I think about this all the time. And I'm like, it's so funny that when we start following people, that's when their life begins for us. us. But like, they've had a whole life <laughs> before you, like, you even came along. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like a little quick rundown. I grew up, uh, we moved a lot when we were kids. So I feel like, our generation, you know, you were either really stable family or just moving around a lot. My dad um, left when I was two. So my mom and dad um, split ways and my mom fell into a same sex relationship. So my mom's been um, in a same sex relationship pretty much all of my life. Um, and yeah, it's been a massive roller coaster in, mm. in not having my dad a part of my life. Um, but we moved to, we moved a lot, like I said, but we, our final destination for like this sort of like nine to 14 years of age was probably the longest we stayed in the same place. Um, but we lived in Metcalf, and I don't know if you know where that is down here, but it's like a really beautiful area, but, but middle of nowhere, like absolutely mm. nothing there. <laughs> And, um, yeah, we grew up there. We moved in. There was no electricity, no water. Like, it was just this run-down little shack. And I remember my mum buying it. And, you know, in her mind as an adult, she was all like, we'll fix this up and we'll build it and we'll sell it and make money. But when you're a kid, you're like, can I bring my friends here? No, it's embarrassing. We're not (laughs) buying this. I remember just having the biggest breakdown when she finally signed the papers. I was like, this house is so embarrassing. I don't know. Like we used to do shit like and I don't know how we got away with it. Like anybody else would be like, report to DHS. Like (laughs) we'd have to go so far to get water. Like I'm talking like a well, like (laughs) way up the back paddocks and like you know it was crazy but it was a crazy beautiful and um you know I guess yeah we'd like catch a bus into school and having same-sex parents I feel like at that time it was nowhere near as acceptable as it is Mm -hmm, now yeah and um yeah we just you know that that school ride for an hour to school on the bus was probably one of the biggest living hells of my life and that went on for years it was just like rat traps in our hair because our parents were gay and like you know um down to the point oh. where like my best friend was sitting with me on the bus a boy came along and broke her arm because you know i could be a lesbian with her one day and like just crazy like crazy intense pulling. Oh and we went to the school a school in Kinton, so it was um it had the highest suicide rate of schools in the whole of australia it was that yep. epic every day you'd shout i know to the school, school. Yeah, and something yeah. um that's crazy that you know, but like that's I'm cool. from Sumbry. Ah, yeah, <laughs> but that was probably really loud. But like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was just you know that whole like yeah they call it like scumry or Kyneton or like yeah. those it was, it was just so so weird, crazy. But um yeah so. Um, my mom was always like having restaurants and cafes and all that kind of stuff and just really tried to make it always had two or three jobs and we were left alone, um, a lot of the time sort of to fend for ourselves. And I think that through all that, we really grew me and my, I've so also got an older sister and, um, a brother and, um, yeah, I've sort of watched my sister go through foster care, um, and which taught me a lot because a lot of, you know, drastic things happen to her, life-changing mm-hmm. events. And obviously there's a ripple effect on – ripple effect, mm-hmm. sorry, on all of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it changed schools probably like nine, ten times to multiple different high schools finally got to a high school where um, they had a dance course and I absolutely loved it it's sort of I've always been um, hands-on and got into that and then yeah I just sort of life kind of came from there and started to do some really cool tours with artists and just fell into like that really amazing um, industry dance and music and had some really life-changing things happen which was amazing and then Finally fell pregnant and met my husband and met my, got married after like three months of knowing each other. It was so oh good. I love it. You love it. Like, yes. I love it. I'm all so, for it. It's so crazy. And so no one in my family is married at all. So it was like the biggest crazy ever. And, <laughs> um, and then, you know, in amongst, I was <laughs> amongst all this crazy, um i ran a dance program in schools for like really vulnerable young women um and then i was teaching in bendigo and it was a place of like um it it had a really high like youth pregnancy rate um and so a lot of my students were actually pregnant and still in school and just all this kind of stuff and so formed a um, non-for-profit dance, like hip hop kind of, dance was the hook, Mm. but like it was all about getting young women to connect that possibly didn't have a figure at home or someone that they could kind of have conversations with and, you know, feel safe. Um, And while I was doing that, I so badly wanted to, I couldn't fund it, like I just couldn't. I didn't want to charge, but I didn't know how. So while waiting for that government funding to come through that I'd applied for, I was like, well, what's a quick way to make money? become an exotic dancer save all your money and then you can teach these kids for free and they'd still have you and you can do that in the night and then go and do that in the day so I did that for like uh, between five and seven years I was kind of on and off for a little bit there but yeah (laughs) wow that's my my shiny show
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it that's really cool I um yeah that's something I really didn't know about like I love that when you see a space and you're like, "These women need to connect," so I'm gonna just yeah. create it. I resonate with that so much because I'm just like, "Oh, I see this need, and I know how to fill this, so let's let's do it." And yeah, um, yeah it reminds me so much of myself because, like,
1: hey, what's starting it up for profit? Like, let's just do it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. There's no money here, but like, let's just go for it. Anyway. Let's sort out that later. <laughs> It's crazy how like committed I was to it because I think now like there was no way I'd miss a class like I'd make sure I was there for those girls day and night and it became Mm. a thing of like I'd be answering my phone the night and it's so much more than a dance teacher it became something Mm. so much more it was a massive family and I'd probably taught and run at least sixty to seventy different programs over a duration of time and I think how crazy it is now that like I think about it and I'm like I was going to these girls and saying you can have the life you want if you can try and get on some kind of path and track and keep your head up but I was um exotic dancing at night and saving money for them and it's like it's so crazy because now I would never believe that person if they told me Mm. that like that would be okay to go and preach that you can have the life you want but like but I just so badly wanted to help them but I just didn't Mm. know how so yeah yeah Yeah. how did you (laughs) find how did you find the world of exotic dancing? Because I mean,
0: I've yeah. I've got friends that I know went into it, and they their experiences and what they've told me are very different to what I think the outside world thinks that that yeah.
1: is like. I, I don't. Is there anything off topic? Like, is this is the? No, I'm not sure because I feel like sometimes I go on podcasts and I say that little bit extra, and I'm like, <laughs> nah, and look, pa-
0: power of editing.
1: It's fine <laughs> Speak freely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So how did I find it? Um, Honestly, I think about it daily. I think about Mm -hmm. it daily in the the way it made me feel and the way it made me think and see things. And I guess the thing that was hardest for me is like being a a stripper with a heart. So Mm -hmm. I found it really hard to hustle money from people that actually a lot of these people had such intellect and like twisted problems and stories and mm. they couldn't tell anyone they knew and they couldn't tell you know they couldn't tell a counsellor or a psych or whatever because that psych might know their wife or this or that and all these different things and in the end I was always known for like guys that would come in and pay me and just be like here's 300 dollars. can you sit and have a drink with me I just need someone to talk to so yeah. I was always that girl and I felt like I was probably a counsellor way before yeah <laughs> you know, uh, yeah um, but I always had a heart, and I think that that always shone through with whatever I was doing. And whilst I spent half my time naked, I also spent the other half of my time talking to people about their lives and their journeys and things that they'd faced that they couldn't possibly tell anyone or the world or be vulnerable or open about yeah. it. because you can't, you, you, I can't judge you. I'm sitting next to yeah. you in next to nothing, and this is my life. So, what you know, who better to talk to than someone that might be, you know, for them living a life that you, you know, is not approved by the world or the you know. Yeah. So really crazy. Um there's parts of it that I absolutely loved, um, and there's parts of it that I absolutely hated. So it's yeah, yeah I think I'm gonna write a book on it one day because it's something I think
0: you should because crazy. I remember talking to my friend who'd done it and the shame yeah. that was there, not yeah. because she felt shameful for doing it, but because if she was to talk about it it was like how could you possibly and she's like because I needed to live and it was giving me an outlet to live and it made me feel powerful and you know I think
1: please write
0: your book (laughs) that's all I I can say
1: if I can find someone to because I don't have the I have the patience to talk about it when I'm like writing like I do love to write yeah that's yeah, um, very here and there. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a crazy life and it's something that I'm so glad that I did for such yeah. a long time because I just discovered so many different walks of life yeah. that my soul is filled with stories and feelings and seeing people go through things that you couldn't even make up in a story. And I think that that kind of knowledge and wisdom, you cannot even buy that. Like you couldn't mm. buy that in- and so I think that I grew up because I started, I, I actually started when I was 17 and I went in with a fake ID and it was my sister's ID that I'd stole. And I just knew at the time I, my mum was really struggling. We we're about to lose our farmhouse. And I was like, if I can make money and help my mum, like that means that my mum, because my mum struggled her whole yeah. life with us three kids, like just yeah. not, she was not, um, she's a very smart woman, very like able to teach but she wasn't educated and so i feel like she really just fell under the radar and having three mm. kids like was really just so hard mm. um and then also being in a same-sex relationship too like sometimes when people found that out they wouldn't hire her or you know whatever it was some yeah. people are totally fine with it and other people are so against it at the time mm. even now still have their own opinions but like mm. i just had thing of like if i could help my mum, i would be the best and she would be happy and i would also have money so mm-hmm. um yeah it was a really crazy time but i don't think i grew up i think i grew up probably a lot faster than i needed to and yeah. then you know, yeah it was crazy real crazy right but <laughs> I, I, parts of it i loved so yeah yeah
0: so out of that what was your platform for starting the girl code what what yeah, got so, you to start it what is the girl code
1: I mean I know yeah. a bit about
0: it but for those who are listening yeah. so what is it and what's it about and why
1: yeah and also, so <laughs> when I started um I called myself the urban mama. So that was my Instagram handle. And that was cause I was living right in the city in the, in this massive apartment. I had no friends. I can honestly say I didn't have a friend at the time. When I became a mom, I was just so, I felt like I was a kid having a kid because I just felt like there was so much of the parenting world that mm. I didn't know. Um, and my husband worked night shift, so he would sleep in the day. And it was just the most lonely journey of my whole life. Mm. And I think that even in that time, there was beautiful moments, I'm also grateful that I did exotic dancing because I taught myself a way of thinking that... You know, believing myself that everything will be okay eventually. Because mm. um, I'd have nights, you know, back with that. And it's funny how that ties in with this. But like mm. back then, I would have nights where I'd make $3,000 and wake up and be able to do everything I wanted to. And then mm. there'd be nights where I'd make $20. And it's so funny that that train of thinking makes you understand that tomorrow is literally a new day. Mm. And that's how I was my whole pregnancy. So I was just up and down the whole time, very lonely. But, um, I just thought, you know what, like I watched a lot of, I was very late to the Instagram party. I say that all the time because <laughs> I think it's coming up to my two years on um, Instagram and it's so crazy that like oh. even, now, yeah, like I literally called serious? Jessie and I'm like, how do I do this? And she's like, okay, like she's
0: so good. Like <laughs> she's that. been she's an Instagram so babe for like as long as I can remember. Like I remember being 13 and like looking at Jessie's Instagram and being like, Oh my god, It's crazy. It be 13 because it wasn't around. Okay. But, <laughs> but, like, seriously, like, 16, easy. I was just like, this girl knows her.
1: Stuff, like. yeah like i swear to god and i'm the least tech savvy like i said so um yeah i was just like okay well i didn't want to i had this thing that i didn't want to put angel on social media till she was a little bit older i just really wanted to enjoy that time and i didn't want to mm. get caught up in like the sharing of this and that because honestly i had no fucking idea what i was doing <laughs> and it was really important to me that i didn't pretend like i did and that's probably what motivated me was like mm. i was so mad when i gave birth i shit you not I had to have, like, I had forceps. I had vacuum. You'll hopefully you don't yeah. have to learn about that. But well, you would. Your mum's a nurse, I'm familiar so, like, with all of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I had everything, and then also like the stitches and epidural. And my epidural did not wear off for like a week, and I really struggled to walk. And I think because I've had so many back problems from dancing being a cool break dancer breaking myself <laughs> um but like yeah I just really screwed my body and I was tiny I was like a five six when I got pregnant and I'm a size 14 now so that's a really big stretch for a little body and you know I just went into having this baby and everybody down to my mum that had had three kids was on this path uh, like honing to me that like you'll bounce back don't worry and then when I didn't bounce back I hated those bitches I hated everyone I was like how <laughs> oh, did everybody just lie to my face but the thing is if you know what it's all gonna be like you would not do it no woman on this yeah. earth would do it i tell you sis like um so yeah I I was so hella mad man I was so mad and I was like right I'm gonna start sharing what it's like I think that I was on there for about a week, and I hit like a hundred followers. And like, I don't know what it was about me, but people just were like listening to me and like really responding to what I was saying. And I don't think like I think it has evolved, like the body positivity and like you know the real mum talk and all that kind of stuff. I think the last two years it's gone blown up, but like mm-hmm. when I started, it was still about the perfect Instagram mum. So I was like, I'm coming in here, and I'm about to break <laughs> this shit out, girl. Like I, was like, I'm I love it. It's so. Good.
0: <laughs> and, um, it was
1: really like, us. Yeah. I was like, you know, I love my kid, but like I and I went through postnatal real bad because it had yeah, nothing to right. do with my daughter. I was so blessed. Like, she wasn't a crier and she came out with all this hair and she was really quite a big baby and she was sitting up early. So, we didn't have that tiny, tiny infant alien phase. I call it alien phase because I'm like – they're like something off this planet. So, like, yeah, like, you ever seen a new baby and you're just like, shit, what happened to you? But, like, honestly <laughs> – we, she was such an like literally a little angel. And so it made it even harder to have postnatal. Cause it was like, if your kid was screaming day and night or like whatever it was, you could get it. You maybe yeah. ended up there somehow because it was difficult, but it wasn't, it was just a change of life. that like, I'd just been touring the country with amazing artists and like set myself up for this epic career. And then to like have it taken away. Cause I was so sick. I was so sick mm. when I was pregnant um, and I was doing chemo just before I got pregnant. So it was like this constant years of sickness and it just like my body by the end of pregnancy, I swear to God, I was just like, I think I remember laying there being like, I think I'm going to die. I actually felt that bad mm. in my body anyway. And so, um, yeah, I don't even know what we were talking about now. I'm so lost. I'm still thinking about alien head babies, but yeah. Um, the girl code that was my motivation <laughs> with that urban mama at the time and then mm-hmm. um just as i went along i just started getting beautiful inboxes from other women that were just like you know this has happened to me i can't talk about it with my family and blah 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 and i was like how why me like why are these people messaging me and um i think it was just because i was so open and when people like we talked about before Mm. people see vulnerability they jump at the opportunity to feel vulnerable and safe Mm. as well and i think that if you can open up conversations that people might not necessarily have in their everyday life and do that online and i also my message too was like, I'm a stay home mum with, like, I'm married into a Hindu family. There's absolutely no other way that I'll be having these conversations other than mm. online and blocking anyone that's in my family, mm. and like, bring, you know. So I was like this, because I felt like when I became a mum, it was like the stripper part of me died, which is so crazy because it was like everyone expected me to be mum now, which is cool, but did that mean that I wasn't allowed to be sexy mm. anymore? It was just like mm. taking away all these things, and slowly I felt, and postnatal came from just my soul dying. It was. Constantly keeping myself quiet because I was a mum now. And it was like, Mm. well, no, those conversations can still be had and it's important and... Um, so yeah, and then I changed it up. I switched it up probably like eight months ago. I was like, no, I have I felt like I kind of like was dipping my toe in sharing, but like I had so much more to say. And I was mm-hmm. like, if I change up the name and give this like a re, you know, cause I wasn't just living, a mom living in an apartment being the urban mama. So I was like, I'm going to switch it up. And Girl Code is just honestly, purely like talking about sharing my body with the world, sharing mm-hmm. my stories, my heart, my soul, and hopefully educating people on a way, a different way of thinking and seeing life and putting into use all my wisdom over the years that I've learned, and um, mm. continuously sharing my journey and making people feel like it's okay to be, you know, whatever different, you know, whatever people think different is or you don't have to be that perfect mummy. You can still be a really good mum and still have other conversations that aren't about toddler clothes or, like, mm-hmm. breakfast, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So was, I'm like, man, I was bored as shit. When I first had Angel and, like, people wanted to talk to me about kids. I was like, bitch, please do not talk to me at the park. Conversations about- only, sorry. No. And, like, you know, I had the whole, like, normal mum look, like jeans and, you know, like a cute girl, <laughs> But in my head I was like, are we going to do some breakdance tonight? Like, I was just, not mum. Where are the cocktails at? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just made it really hard so that was yeah. the reason for the girl code and then you know i, I continuously i'm like can i switch it up to this or that but i'm like no the girl code is just a safe space to talk and share and be mm. myself and if people want to jump on that bandwagon then amazing and hopefully yeah. whatever this becomes um you know whatever it is going to be it's going to be truthful and honest and open and raw and mm. it'll just remain that whatever that yeah. is on the day so yeah
0: yeah and it's obviously resonated with people. I mean, for two years, you've got a fairly decent following for, um, yeah, for you know two.
1: No, I'm so yeah. honestly so blessed. Like, I feel like I've watched other bloggers that are Melbourne bloggers that you know I've had communication with over the the last two years, and I think that you know when I've. I've got to a point where like, I was like, thirteen mm, k Cause I ha- I have beautiful girlfriends that have a massive following of like 30,000, <laughs> 35K and they're really up there. And for me, it's just not about the number. I think if my, the bigger my number grows, it means the better heard and received my messages. And that's what's important for me. Mm, um, yep. And so, yeah, yeah I yeah. just keep doing that, I guess. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> awesome. I love it.
0: Um, so I guess you touched on it a little bit, but I guess... Being a mum to Angel, how has that um, affected or changed the way that you view and talk about yourself and your body and and other people? Like, yeah. I guess, like I look at that from a point of view. Of, like, when I think about my sisters, I think about myself differently because I'm like, I can't possibly bear that they would look at themselves the way that I would maybe be looking at myself. Yeah. What's that been like for you, being a mum?
1: Um, so like the way that I look at myself now, as opposed to before, a lot's changed. So, you know, I feel like in being a dancer, I probably had, I had an incredible figure. I really did. And that's because I really worked hard. I was on my feet for six, seven hours a day, training, teaching, not eating, like just have this crazy lifestyle and then dancing again for seven, eight hours at night. Like you couldn't not have a good body. Mm. You would look epic. Everybody would look (laughs) epic, like. And it was a fire routine for my body, but I think that like, I didn't appreciate any, I've always been a, an optimistic person and tried to be really like open to gratefulness and gratitude um even when I wasn't too aware of what that looked like or you know I always was really you know grateful growing up as a kid and I think that's because we were poor like growing up we were actually so poor Mm -hmm. and we always made my mum always made ends meet and so I think that I had a a form of being grateful but I didn't know why or how and then just the way that I, I talked to myself and looked at myself then, as opposed to now completely different. Like I was a skinny size five, six and I was a 10, like I had beautiful Turkey skin and like, you know, I had really long hair and then, you know, my whole body's changed now. And I think that just, it, I, and I had this interview the other day. I was talking all about periods and mum bodies and mum tums and something, another a question similar to this was like, how do you look at yourself now? Like what changed? Why did you start thinking differently about yourself? And I had this moment um, when everything was beautiful. My life was beautiful. I had a newborn baby. Our place was great. We had nice cars, like all the things. But I remember getting dressed to head out and I, was, I said it out aloud. And I had Angelina in a bouncer next to me and I was like, oh my God, I look so fat in this. I can't stand how I look right now. And I started crying because I was having a breakdown. It was like the hundredth outfit mm. that I put on. And I just looked at her little face and like she... She was such a little mini adult. Like, I know that people always say their kids have old souls. She still is. Yeah, she's full mini, like, with sass now. But, like... (laughs) And I just remember thinking, I heard my mum growing up forever. Oh my God, my cellulite. I'm not wearing that shit. I look this way. Or like, you know, just a certain way of talking Mm. to herself. I was like, how horrendous. Like how? Imagine that we had the opportunity to not do that to our children and we still chose to. Mm. What does that say about somebody? Like, what does Mm. that say about who you are? And from that moment on, I just switched. Like, I was like, no matter what happens to me, I'm going to work on this. I'm going to work on the way. And the way... When I started to see my body a little bit differently, like I thought differently. And so it changed Mm. the whole way of how I did my whole life. Um, And so honestly, I am a hundred percent more in love with myself now with the not so, you know, perfect body, whatever I thought that was before, as opposed to being a size six and starving myself. So yeah yeah completely look at myself differently and I'm, I'm honestly so grateful that I have the ability to open up my mind to see differently too so mm.
0: yeah that's cool I love that hey because I really believe that like the way we talk about ourselves and feel about ourselves and and so much about the way that we feel about ourselves will come out in those that we're around and like yeah, the kids that sure. we have and yeah I um Caleb my husband is so amazing at like recognizing when he likes something that i'm wearing or when i've put in a little bit of effort or and complimenting that and i said to him a couple of weeks ago i said please don't ever stop doing that because i need we need our kids to see that
1: you can appreciate a
0: woman and you can appreciate that person but also that you can accept compliments and accept praise and and embrace and love that Uh, so we really need to demonstrate that not just to our kids but to everybody yeah. Like what we have I, is not normal, it's special.
1: Yeah, absolutely, mm. it's so special. Like I continuously and I've had to train myself and it sounds so bizarre and anyone that hears mm. this might be like, hmm, interesting. But like <laughs> my husband coming from a Hindu background and, mm. and complimenting a woman, it just doesn't happen. I go to yeah. Malaysia four times a year and the way that my um, father-in-law is towards my mother-in-law, it's like no hugging, no kissing, no touching, yeah. no touching anyone doing and so that also comes with no compliments or it doesn't matter if yeah. you're looking the best in the room like it you know so i've had to honestly go okay my husband that's not something that he's been great at and mm. i've talked about it and it's still a process but like learning to give yourself those compliments and actually believe them is pretty epic mm. so it's like if you could, like how you yeah. have that from a partner if every woman could find a way to actually believe themselves mm. when they, think they can see it and say it out aloud that's power like that's, that's absolutely
0: nice. I think if I didn't love myself and I didn't and I wasn't confident in who I was I remember when my exes just paid me compliments, I was like they meant nothing to me yeah I was just like yeah that's great I don't care yeah <laughs> um whereas yeah now that I genuinely love myself I'm like thanks babe like I yeah you good to too, it too but I'm really glad you love it like <laughs> I'm glad I am here to keep you happy so yeah yeah, yeah and, and it you you does make a difference
1: You receive things differently and you hear things differently. Absolutely.
0: Um, what does self-love look like for you? Obviously, as a busy mum, as an influencer, with everything that you've got going on, what does self-love look for you?
1: I love how you say influencer, because every time I hear that, I'm like, girl, I am not an influencer. But I you guess- You You create influence. You have influence. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't mean self-love. all
0: the products that you get. I mean the way you <laughs> yeah. show
1: up and you change the world. Yeah, which is really important, because even with like, I've had a few really cool contracts come up recently, yeah. and I'm like, can I still share my message and share those undies? Oh, cool, I'm there. But like, if I can't do that, I'm like done. I'm like, no, I'm not here to just advertise. Um, but yeah, so self love, I get, or self love or self care. Right. What was? both yeah look i just really take time to get into my mind um whether that's going for a walk and just get in check with myself of like how i'm feeling what's going on with me i have suffered from depression from a really young age and it's something that i've worked on i just sometimes get this overwhelming sense of like um and you know i talk about this openly as well of suicide so and it's not because i mm. choose to think that way and i think that that's really hard for people that have never been there to understand that mm. like it got really bad once i became a mum because everything was great and that's the hardest part when everything's good and you can recognize that it's good but there's still an imbalance there it's mm. it's a chemical imbalance and so that doesn't come from trying to do self love or self work that comes from actually working with someone that's professional yeah. going, you're not making any serotonin in your body. You know that you're sad, but you don't know, you know, like how to figure yeah. that. out. And so it and really comes from, you know, maybe boosting up that by using a chemical or whatever. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's just really staying in check with how I am with my mind and my soul. And I think that when my soul kind of feels happy, the rest of me feels happy and that's doing mm. what I love. And that's, speaking openly spreading a message Um, and you know I guess for me it's just like dropping into my body feeling how I feel within myself and my life's chaos. Like my husband works night shift. So it's like me with Angel 24-7. We don't have any family here. They're either overseas or my mum's like two hours away. So Mm-mm, there's never like, oh, I'm just going to drop her off for an hour. Like we don't have that and we don't do babysitters. So um, it's just something that we, we just don't want to do until she's at an age where she can mm-hmm. t- really talk to us about what's going on. Um, so it's just taking those moments to be like, okay, I'm having a shower now. No one disturbed me. And that's, I don't feel guilty mm-hmm. about that. I shut the door I lock the door like that's my moment and you know just having those moments throughout the day of just to check in with myself and Mm. you know feel how I'm feeling and understand that and also not feel guilty or mad when I'm not feeling my best allowing Mm. those just as important as happiness or you know a good cry is just as important as having a good old laugh so Mm. balance balance It's so important to sit in those
0: spaces, hey, and not just like ride them off and wish them away and be like, no, I need to feel better. Like there is so much power in going, hey, I'm having a bad day and
1: that's okay. Yeah. And I need to let myself ride this wave. Yeah, And that's, that's something that like, I cannot stress enough. And they're like, if you write out your emotions and listen to them and understand mm. what they, what it is that makes you feel triggered and then trying to put some boundaries or whatever that, that is going to change your whole entire life, the way that you mm. receive, you know, life and in its energy and everything, if you can mm. get that kind of, Understand that a cry is as important as a laugh, like I said, like mm. so it changes you completely because you're not then feeling guilty, especially when you're a mum. You're not feeling the whole I'm so ungrateful vibes, you know? So, yeah, yeah, really important. So good. What is something you think
0: women need to hear more of? Oh, God, oh, these ones are so <laughs> tricky. I feel like when,
1: when I get asked that stuff, I'm like, what's the thing I can say to just like, light <laughs> with someone? um hear more of I I think it's just learning how to talk to yourself like Mm -hmm. honestly I can't say that a compliment from someone or hearing someone say something would change the way that I am because all again it, it just goes like if I can hear the way that I think and it's positive then, or it's like trying to stay balanced or in a good mindset, like, or, you know, understanding that times can be hard and that is just what it mm. is. Sometimes it doesn't mean that my life is screwed or your life is screwed, but like just, if you can hear yourself, like, that would be my one thing that, like, if women need to hear something, it's, like, hear yourself. Believe mm-hmm. that little voice, that higher, you know, that we all have that higher power version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, that little inkling that, like, when shit's hitting the fan, we all have it. It's, like, a little person. I always say it's, like, a little mm-hmm. person sitting on my shoulder. It's, like, it's going to be okay. And, like, really hone in on that and, like, hone mm-hmm. in on your intuition. If you can link that little person on your arm with your intuition and just be, <laughs> yeah. like listen to that that'll get you fucking through like everything and anything mm. literally so i think that if you yeah can listen to yourself more rather than trying to hear a compliment or you know read something that empowers you or like whatever it is try and try and get your your life and your things sort of on track so that you can absorb those things and mm. your, own, your own message and intuition
0: so good yeah, I love that, Hank. It's so difficult. Like People so aren't in touch with themselves these days because there's so many voices. There's yeah. so many voices to listen to. Yeah. One of the biggest ones being our mean girl, like that person yeah. that's I mean, back in back in your head. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Finish the sentence. I feel okay. sexy
1: when... I feel sexy when I have the right underwear on. Yes. <laughs> Love <Yeah>. it. <laughs> <laughs> we went, <you> gang. <laughs> and we come full circle. So good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so okay. good. Beautiful. Where can people find you?
1: Yeah. So I am on Instagram as the girl code underscore by Shani, Um, and that's honestly, that's my one spot where I'm at. I try and do the whole Facebook thing, which is Shani as is A-Z-I-Z, but, uh, I don't know. I feel like my, my jam is Instagram and I'll be, I'm, I'm going to do a TikTok guys. I'm going to do it. it
0: (laughs) Do Do it. it. I just, yeah.
1: (laughs) get on it
0: so yeah. good <laughs> amazing well thank you so much for coming on the poddy. I it's been such an awesome um, chat and I have really loved hearing your story and and just thanks appreciated so your vulnerability I love it so much babe thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the I Am Sexy podcast I hope you loved this chat as much as I did Before you go, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. I promise this podcasting amateur improves. And to leave a review. Every little bit that you, my beautiful tribe, do to support me and to show me your love means the world. So thank you so much again for tuning in. I'll see you the same time next week for another sexy chat. Bye.